Hallelujah. Let's not forget our church app. If you don't have it, I think everybody here has it. Thank you, Jesus. I'm thinking we need to share it with others that you might know. Get the word out there. Amen. Prayer meeting Wednesday here at the church, 7 o'clock. Amen. No kids' church today. Anything else, hon, that we can think of for announcements? No. All right. Come on down, Grace. Let's take up an offering then. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, and praise you, Father, for what you're doing and what you're going to do. Lord God, we pray, Lord, for your blessings and your hands to be upon each person here and and your provision, Lord God, would be upon them. And Lord, I pray that you would bless them abundantly, Lord God, that you would just uh, overflow, Lord God, in their finances, Lord, as we give to you, Lord God, and we know we cannot give you, Lord God, but Lord, we're giving to you with a cheerful heart, and we're thanking you for all you've done and the provision you have brought into this place, Father God, and the provision you have brought into, Lord God, each one here, Lord, I pray that you would continue to bless them, Lord Jesus. And Lord, I just pray that, Lord, as we give, that, that tithes and offerings, Lord God, would be going for building the temple. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The title of my sermon is called Fishing. Fishing with Jesus. Fishing with Jesus. You know, I believe that we are in a period of time that's a parallel. It's a parallel of what it was like when Jesus was walking on the earth. I believe that We're in a very similar time. I mean, Jesus is coming back. I believe we're in a very similar time of what it was like when actually Jesus was walking on the earth. And I think last week that we celebrated the resurrection of Jesus, I believe like we're in that 40-day period of time. When he rose from the grave before Pentecost. And it was actually like a few days. Because he walked with his disciples for 40 days after he rose. Performing signs and miracles. And, uh, and, and the greatest sign of all is showing himself to all those. That he was the king of kings and lord of lords. And he rose from the dead. But we're in our seventh day. Since the resurrection. And Jesus appeared to his disciples. And he taught them breaking bread. With them. Jesus would all of a sudden appear and disappear. Thomas doubted. 
Remember Thomas, doubting Thomas in that time? He said, I won't believe it unless I can put my fingers into the hands of Jesus. And we can read that in John 20, 26 through 30. We can put it up there on the board. If not, he said a week later his disciples were in the house again. And Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came in and stood among them. And he said, peace be with you. Even though the doors were locked, Jesus just appeared. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. I think about my own life when I think about those words that Jesus said to Thomas. I have my own doubts about things. And I have my own personal struggles. Then all of a sudden Jesus appears again. <laughs> right? And my faith gets grows. Then Jesus disappears. <laughs> Just like he did in those 40 days. And I'll be like, where did you go? And it's really not Jesus going away. It's really not Jesus who's the one going away. It's really us. It's really me going away from him because he's always been there. It's me getting busy or something else that takes my attention or thoughts off of him. You know, I think that there's a lesson there in a way. Because I really think that Jesus, and the Bible tells us this in Matthew 7, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek, ask, knock. Right? Seek. Jesus wants us to seek him. He was playing. It was almost like a game. Of hide and go seek with Jesus for those 40 days. All of a sudden Jesus would show up and appear and break bread with them. And tell them peace be with you brothers. And then he would teach them a lesson. Then he would disappear again. And then the disciples would run around and they'd try to find him. Jesus! Jesus! Where would you go? Jesus! Doesn't Jesus want us to seek him like that? All the time? Always seeking Him. And when we call, we find Him. Be like, Jesus, where'd you go? You disappeared again on me. I was drawn close to you. I got this lesson out of you, then you're gone. But He wants us to keep going and going and going and going farther. We can never stop seeking Jesus. You can never stop seeking Jesus. God wants us always looking for Him. And it's when we stop seeking Jesus is when we have to really worry about where we are. You're never too old, too smart to stop seeking Jesus. You're never too old to learn. 
Never stop looking for them. It's a lifelong quest. Think about that. We're on a quest. It's a lifelong quest of seeking Jesus. Seeking Him always, diligently, daily. And you know, and it's a lesson for me. Not just for you. And it's like the disciples. We never know when Jesus is going to appear, right? We never know when Jesus is going to appear. He can appear right now. Thank God we're in the church seeking him, amen? amen. He could appear right now. You know, and I also think of these 40 days. And I think of the miraculous catch of fish. You know, it's pretty funny. When I think of, when I thought of this this morning, and and actually Julie and I, we talked about it a little bit this week. I couldn't help but think of when when uh, when he called his first disciples. What were they doing? When he called his first disciples, they were fishing. Weren't they? Some of them. I've often wondered as a fisherman, myself, if Jesus would ever walk up up to me while I'm fishing out there on the stream and say to me, cast your net or cast your rod over on this side, you know, cast your rod over on this side or come on, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. But you know, the one thing that I've learned about the very few times that Jesus went fishing is that he always caught a boatload of fish. He always caught caught a boatload of fish. Literally. I know that people have their favorite flies, their favorite lures, their favorite spots, their favorite fishing poles. But I'm telling you, boy, oh boy, you go fishing with Jesus, you better bring a bigger boat. When you go fishing with Jesus, you better bring a bigger boat. Because the first time he went fishing, he caught two boatloads of fish. It's guaranteed you're going to catch fish with Jesus. Let's read Luke chapter 5, 1 through 10. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, with the people crowding around him and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and he asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down. And he taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, 
Put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Think about this. Simon, a seasoned fisherman, he knows the seas. He knows the area where he's fishing. He knows that you don't go fishing during the heat of the day, during the middle of the day. You go fishing in the early morning, the late evening, either dawn or dusk or the night. Because the fish are more active there. And you catch more fish. But you don't go during the heat of the day. And he's like, who is this guy who's in my boat who thinks he can fish better than I can fish? And I'm going to go out into the deep. And he kind of like is being sarcastic in a way. He's kind of like saying, all right, but we're not going to catch anything. I don't know why I... I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'll do it just to appease you. I fished all night, haven't done anything. As a matter of fact, I've been sitting here cleaning my nets and getting them ready for the next night. And now i got to get them all back out again, and I know I'm not going to catch anything. Why do it? You know, he did it for one. I believe he did it for Simon Peter himself. To show him who he really was. To build his faith in him. Because at that time, he was just a stranger walking along the shore with a following that people were listening to. His ministry was just getting started. Jesus' ministry. And he gathered a pretty good following of people there. And that's why he went out into the boat, so he can get his voice broadcast out a little bit better, I'm sure. But Simon didn't know. To Simon, he was just a stranger. So Simon cast out his net. Simon answered, Master, we worked hard all night, haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help. And they came and they filled both boats so full that they began to sink. That's who I want to go fishing with. I want to go fishing with Jesus. (laughs) When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus's. He fell at Jesus' knees and he said, Go away from me. Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the son of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Think about that. Simon Peter. Probably a hard man, you know, strong man, a man's man, right? 
fell at the knees of Jesus. And he knew in his spirit that this is a miracle. This is miraculous. This can only happen by God. And he says to him, go away from me. I am a sinful man. He knew right away in his heart of hearts that this was the Lord. This was a miracle. This man was not of this earth. He knew right away. Go away. I'm a sinful man. You know, a lot of us have that same response. And it's a natural response. God, I'm a sinful man. Help me. I'm afraid. At this moment, I'm afraid. What do you want from me? What did I do? It scared Simon Peter. It scared him. What did Jesus say to him? He turned to him and he said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. From now on, I will make you, I will make, I will, from now on, you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up to shore. They left everything and they followed Jesus. You know, that's a hard lesson right there. Left everything he knew, left his livelihood. Followed Jesus. Julie and I, we, we talked about this a little bit just the other day. You know, Simon Peter was married. He had a wife. Because he had a mother-in-law that was sick and Jesus healed him. He left everything to follow Jesus. He left his livelihood. Pretty amazing. What he did. And I find it pretty amazing that also. That the last 40 days. That he was here on this earth before he ascended and went up to heaven on a cloud. That he performed the same miracle. He, you know this is one of his first miracles. That he performed. But his last miracle is similar to this one. His last miracle was the miraculous catch of fish, and we can find it in John 21. He said, Afterwards, Jesus appeared again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. It happened this way. Simon, Peter, Thomas, called Didymus, Nathaniel and Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and the two other disciples were together. And what did Simon Peter say? I'm going out to fish. He told, he told them. And they said, well, we'll go with you. So they went out and they got into the boat. But, the night, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore by the disciples. 
But they did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, have you any fish? No, they answered. He said, Throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you'll find some. (laughs) Sounds familiar, huh? You know, I'm wondering right now if Peter in his mind is thinking, Who is this guy again? Who is this guy? But when they did it, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. And as soon as Simon Peter heard him say it, he wrapped his outer garments around him, and he jumped into the water. The other disciples followed on the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, only about a hundred yards, when they landed, and they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. And then Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you have just caught. You know, I like to try to put myself in the position of the disciples in my mind. I like to try to vision myself being there and just trying to think of all of the things that's going through their minds at that time. Here they have the Lord of Lords, King of Kings. They know he's the Lord by now. He's risen. You know, he's shown himself to them. You know, he performs this another great miracle. And you can just see... In Simon Peter's mind, what's going on? You know, this is the Lord. He appeared to me like this, fishing. You know, and here he is again, appearing to me again while I'm out fishing. And, you know, and each time he shows up, I get this miraculous catch of fish. It's just amazing. And it's like, you know, it's everything. You know, he, you, know you kind of think, am I going to go back to fishing after Jesus is gone? Or am I going to follow him? You know, you got to got to think of what's going on through all of all of Simon Peter's mind, and I don't know everything because I'm not Simon Peter, you know. But you think these thoughts. What was he thinking? And then, how wonderful, how excited he must have been! How excited he must have been when he when he realized that's the Lord again. Look at the Lord of Fish. That's Jesus, and he just heart leapt again for him, and he just jumped in the water, and he just swam the hundred yards to shore because he couldn't wait to be with Jesus because he found him again. You know, here's Jesus walking along the shore, just appears. Hey, brothers, you got any fish out there? No, no fish. Well, cast your net on the right side. Then realizing it's Jesus, it's Jesus. There must have been a revival going on right there inside those boats. We need a revival right here, amen. You know, and it all starts with each one of us. 
It all starts with our desire of seeking and desire of being with Jesus, of being close. You know, and are we willing to jump out of the boat and swim to shore when he calls? It's hard. It says that they caught such a large number of fish. But even with so many, the net was not even torn. Jesus said to them, come, come on, let's have some breakfast. None of the disciples dared to ask him who you are, who he was. They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, gave it to them, and he did the same with the fish. This was now the third time. That Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Hello, Jesus. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? And, I, and you know, I think about that. Do you truly love me more than these? Do you truly love me more than fishing? Do you truly love me more than what you know, than your job? You know, these are questions that are hard. They're hard for me as a landscaper. <laughs> you know, what if God came up to me and said, and said, Chris, do you truly love me more than landscaping? Do you truly love me more than your profession will you give it up to follow me I would debate debate him I'm sure <laughs> and I'm sure he would win because it's a hard question to ask of a person it's like like when Jesus asked the rich young ruler go and sell everything you have and follow me you are, you are a righteous man, but go and sell everything you have and follow me. It would, it's hard for me to leave my uh, provision, you know. It's hard for me. And you know what the craziest thing is? Jesus is my provider. Jesus is Jehovah Jireh. Without Jesus, I wouldn't have any provision. But would I be able to lay down the landscaping business, our business? I still struggle with that. And I know God sees my heart. And I know that if God said, Chris, leave it today, then I would go. But it would not be easy. God, you know I love you more than my profession. Simon said, yes, Lord. He said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, 
Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Then take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. I tell you the truth, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted to go. But when you get old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. You know, following Jesus isn't always easy. It's not easy. Fishing with Jesus is not always easy, you know? Because he calls us to be fishers of men. He calls us to love him with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, all our strength. So love the Lord your God with all your heart. The greatest commandment. Then the next is love your neighbor as yourself. Do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Feed my sheep. Follow me. When you follow me, you might not like it where I lead you, but I'm leading you where you need to be. Not always easy following Jesus. Jesus didn't mix words, did he? He told it like my mother-in-law says. He, he tells it like it is. He tells it like it is. I say it as I see it. <laughs> I tell it like it is. You know, it says that Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw that the disciples whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? And then when Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, if I want him to remain until alive until I return, what is that to you? You, you must follow me. That's what we must do. We must follow Jesus. No matter where he leads us or where he takes us or what he calls us to do. We must follow Jesus. No matter if he tells us to go get in the boat and go fishing. When you don't think that it's any fish out there in that whole lake. When you fish that whole darn lake all day long, every spot. And you catch nothing. If Jesus says, let's go fishing, then we need to go fishing. Amen? Amen. If Jesus says, feed my sheep, then we must feed his sheep. 
If Jesus tells us to quit that job and follow him, then we got to do what Jesus said. No matter what it is, amen? amen? Even though there looks like there's no fish, we got to follow him. Because he knows what's best. You must follow me. Because of this, the rumor spread among the brothers that the disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said if he wanted him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Think about that. Think about that. If we only knew all the things that Jesus did, all of them, if they were all written down, it says that the world couldn't even contain all those books. I'm amazed. I'm amazed of what Jesus did for all of us. For all of us. It's miraculous. And we must continue on. Right? Just as Peter said, follow him. Feed my sheep. Go fish for men. We must all become fishers of men and women. Every one of us here, we're on a quest of seeking God and finding Him and seeking Him and finding Him and seeking Him some more and finding Him and getting deeper and going deeper and going out into the deep waters and casting our nets here and casting our nets there. Each one of us is on the quest. I don't know, but as a kid, I've always wanted to go on a quest and an adventure, right? We all want to go on an adventure like Indiana Jones or something. But we're on the greatest quest. The greatest quest. The highest calling. The next time I go fishing, I'm going to start looking for Jesus. I'm going to start looking around. You know, our Pastor Tom used to tell me every time he looked at somebody, he would say, I'd see Jesus in them. I see Jesus in them. And that's the same mentality that we got to have no matter who it is. To see Jesus in each individual. When people came knocking on the door at his house in the middle of the night, a drunkard asking for a ride home, he went to his wife, Mary Lou, and he said, Mary Lou, Jesus is at the front door and he's drunk as a skunk and he wants a ride home. It's true. Jesus is at the front door and he's drunker than a skunk and he wants a ride home. So he got up and he gave him a ride home. I'm sure Mary Lou said to him, well, Tom, you better take Jesus home. Better take Jesus home and make sure he gets to bed. Amen? Because we got to see Jesus in each person. 
And we're all on a quest. And it ends in glory land. It ends in heaven. Amen? I can't wait. You know, we can go fishing with Jesus today. We can go fishing anytime with Jesus. Wherever we go. Jesus is always right there beside us. He's actually in us. We just need to obey and follow Him. Amen? Alright, let's close in prayer. Father, I praise You and thank You, Lord God, for this day. And I pray, Father, for Your anointing and Your blessings. I pray, Father God, that, Lord, when You call, that we would follow. Lord, wherever You lead. Lord, no matter what it is, if You call us out of something, that we would come out and we would follow You. Lord God, and if you call us into something, Lord God, then Lord, we would follow you. That we would you we would follow you no matter where you lead us, whether we like to go there or not. Because you know what's best. Whether we want to do it or not, you know what's best. Lord, help us. Lord, I pray that you would help us, all of us, to put down the world. That you would help me, Lord. You know my struggles, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that, Lord, that you would help us all. And I pray for your Holy Spirit for this day. And I pray for your anointing on this day. And I pray for your blessings on this day. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen.